0: Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Evan Brand. Hope you're staying sane. And today we're going to be talking with a friend of mine, Bridget Danner. She's a long-term acupuncturist and toxic mold survivor like myself, and she has a new event coming out. It's called the Toxic Mold Masterclass. Um very fortunate to be asked to be an expert speaker on her event and many other events on mold. I've been a doctor, physician training expert i guess is the best way to put it for the great plains laboratory and i've done talks with great plains or for great plains rather to educate naturopaths and medical doctors and others about how to approach the conversation how to approach this with your clients how do you test their homes how do you test their bodies what kind of protocols do you make this is very important this is one of the biggest epidemics we're facing right now this is the true epidemic which is toxic mold that's weakening people's immune systems you may have remember uh, hearing Dr. Margaret Christensen I. She's a medical doctor. You may have remember uh, hearing her talk about how she's saying that uh, people that have worse virus outcomes are people that have toxic mold. And the mechanism is that you already have elevated inflammation, then you get exposed to a virus It causes inflammatory cytokines, and then you have a bigger problem. Luckily, I got through it well, and we've covered many things on the podcast here with Dr. Thomas Levy and Jack Wolfson and Dr. Pierre Corey and others. So I would refer you to those episodes if you want to dive in more to some of the solutions for that. But in regards to mold, that's what we're here for today, I definitely want you to check out this event. This is considered a masterclass. It's a lot different than normal summit and podcast interviews I do because I actually put together some slides and gave a lecture. So it's more lecture format. I think you're going to get more out of it than just a conversation. So this podcast is about that event and giving you a little bit of some insight, a little bit of sneak peek into what we're talking about. But really, this is a promotion for the Toxic Mold Masterclass and it's free, so you can't beat the price of zero and you do have the option to purchase the talks and get access to the slides and we'll have the link in the podcast show notes so in your app right there in front of your face you should see the link evanbrand.com mold and that's the link that you can use you put that in on your phone you can go register for the toxic mold masterclass All right, we're going to get into the podcast of Bridget. Like I said, she's a long term acupuncturist. She sold her clinic. Now she specifically educates people on toxic mold, detoxification, and other strategies to improve your health, lymphatics, and many other topics. We're going to dive into that podcast in just a second. Just a couple of promo things, and then I will let you into this podcast. My Better Belly Functional Medicine Training Course. If you want an interactive video based training program that teaches you step by step how to make protocols based on At-home stool testing, organic acids testing, mycotoxin testing, even mold petri dish testing. If you've been battling with various symptoms, hopping from doctor to doctor, practitioner to practitioner, and your quality of life is still compromised, you need this course. Seriously, you got to stop buying random supplements that you hear about on blogs or podcasts, webinars, things that you think are the silver bullet because you're going to end up wasting your money. And... You can heal your gut without having to drink bone broth. You don't have to live on aloe juice. You don't have to be on this merry-go-round. You can dump the three, four, five Tupperwares and cabinets that you have filled with supplements. If you have gas, bloating, cramping, weight gain, brain fog, depression, anxiety, skin issues, fatigue. Even if you've been sick for decades. I mean, I've worked with clients around the world. Over a thousand cases under my belt the last eight years plus. And I've taken everything I've learned along with case studies and put this into over 53 lessons. And I will give you access to all of my clinical protocols, specifically for SIBO, candida, parasites, H. pylori, and others to where if you're working clinically, this is going to streamline your one-on-one consultations. You're going to be able to improve your skills and knowledge. Most importantly, you're going to get your success rate way up because I'm completely eliminating the guesswork. I'm going to teach you about some of the conventional approaches to common digestive problems like heartburn and H. pylori. And then what is the more advanced, safer, and more successful functional medicine strategy for these issues? Uh, You know, I've been told that I'm just depressed and that was the root cause of my issue. It's definitely not. So this course is something I can give you access to. I can show you a way to live symptom-free. It sounds too good to be true but it's not the problem is you're just guessing so far if you're not getting the proper testing done even if you're getting blood work done and hormone testing and saliva testing a lot of times you're still missing things so i'm going to help you uncover the missing pieces to your puzzle so you can finally get yourself better you got a life to live life's too short you don't need to suffer let me teach you what i've learned clinically for less than the cost of two hours with me you can get access to dozens of case studies and clinical protocols that have taken me years to craft and to tweak and to modify and to make sure they work and I've got before and after lab results to show you throughout the entire course quizzes you get a certi- uh, certification at the end it's an incredible incredible thing uh, I encourage you to go watch the how to fix your gut for good webinar this is free this is something offered. this is about an hour and it's free and I will teach you the whole step-by-step gut health system there's also some bonuses that I'm giving away in the webinar. So I'll have the link in your podcast show notes. So you'll see the Toxic Mold Masterclass link for Bridget. You'll also see the How to Fix Your Gut for Good webinar. You can go watch that. And if you decide you want to sign up for the course before the doors close, or if we hit 100 new students, whichever comes first, we're going to close the doors. Take advantage of this opportunity. You won't regret it. We've had zero complaints zero people asking for refunds it's just been stellar so i hope you enroll But go check out the how to fix your gut for good webinar where you can watch the whole shebang without further ado let's get into the podcast with bridget bridget danner hello
1: oh hi evan
0: hey you got a new event i'm on this event you and i've been beating the drum on mold for years and this is called what
1: the toxic mold master class
0: cool And this is how many people?
1: Let's see. So I think we've got 22 regular speakers and then we've got uh, about six bonus speakers as well.
0: Okay, sweet. And you told me before we hit record, this is probably the best event that you've done. And toxic mold is epidemic. I think people are waking up to it. I think it's becoming a more regular conversation even in like Hollywood there are certain celebrities that have been sickened by mold and so I have seen even toxic mold pop up in like mainstream news outlets so I feel like the tide is turning but there's still a lot of people in denial what do you say to the people that are in denial of mold Mm. being a problem this idea that mold is everywhere you're fine every everybody's exposed to it no big deal what do you say to those dummies
1: Um, well, I think the way you have to understand like the way that toxic mold develops in a building, um, and it, food supply too, but I think buildings are the bigger factor. It can also be vehicles, but just understanding like how it develops. It's not like being in the forest where you say, oh, mold is everywhere and it breaks down and da, da, da. Like that's not the same situation as living in a building built with drywall and plywood and an AC system and, and all that stuff. So it's a very different environment. That can allow um, something toxic to grow is is an imbalanced environment. So uh, I think that kind of can help explain it. I mean, to be honest, Evan, I'm not really one to like try to convince anybody of any- anything. <laughs> like, I, to- I totally
0: agree. And it was a ba- <laughs> and it was a bad question. And I totally agree. You and I have been practicing long enough that we don't convince people anymore. We just speak no. the truth, and they come to us, and they
1: exactly they already I know, just know the to truth. Educate, yeah, yeah. People come to us already curious because frankly they're sick and something isn't working yes. so you can you know beat the drum all you want and say oh it's no big deal it's like okay well on a global scale why do we have this obesity ep- epidemic or all these different health epidemics or in in the, I'm more speaking to an individual person who is yeah. sick and not getting better and wants to know why and just basically wants to get back to enjoying life and being healthy again so sometimes we have to look for those underlying causes which happened to me, which happened to you, Um, there's no discrimination. You know, like you said, it can happen in a really, you know, multi-million dollar home. I do think in the next 10, 20 years, we are going to see a lot more awareness. One of the most exciting things uh, that came out of the event for me is uh, someone I just getting to know and interviewed is starting a nonprofit about – Um, improving regulation on the state level and hopefully later the federal level um, doing some like charity work for people who are low-income homeowners to like help with remediation so it's really exciting and yeah he's actually asked he has a lot of um, like celebrity clients who he's worked with in remediation and he's getting them to like donate um, to to support people who can't afford their own remediation so I think it's some really exciting stuff happening you know I I'm not going to say, oh, everyone's affected by mold. I'm not saying that. But if you are sick and you can't figure out why, and especially if you 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 know you start to think about your home, investigate your home, and you think, oh, actually, there could be a problem here. So it's environmental illness, right? So you have to check the environment and the body. Uh, and if those two factors are going on, you find mold in the home, you find mold in the body. Okay, now you have something to work with.
0: Yeah, this is crazy. I was out at we went to a mexican restaurant i wanted to get some steak and i go in this restaurant and i look up at the ceiling and on the ceiling there's mold growing visible mold right above the checkout counter and you look on the front so i don't know how it is in other states but at least here in kentucky they have health scores And so they have like a 99, you know, the best is 100. They had a 99. It was like a perfect health score. And I'm like, okay, this medical doctor, master of public health, who's going around to all these places, they're looking for like roaches and rats and dirty stuff and food that's not properly refrigerated and that sort of thing. But how do you give a... 99 out of 100 score to a building that's got visible water damage visible mold growing So I agree with you There's got to be more regulation in the buildings to where your health score is not only just the food and the fact that you kept the chicken Below 40 degrees or whatever, but that you've got a healthy building as well I think that people are taking hits all the time and then there's one bad issue whether it's a death a divorce a trauma all of a sudden the straw breaks the camel's back and these people that used to be able to be exposed to mold and not have a problem, now they have a problem. So I guess that transitions into a good question for you which is what are you seeing as the big smoking gun? Is it truly just a big mold exposure or are you seeing that there was like a tick-borne illness or there was a trauma or a death or something that then allowed people to be so sick from mold whereas before they went along 30, 40 years with no problem with mold?
1: Yeah, it can be like the the bucket theory of just like, you know, yeah, you've been in the house so long and now there's a new thing and now your body just can't take it anymore. Like maybe the immune system has been kind of dealing with it for so long. That's one scenario. Um you mentioned the the Lyme and tick thing. We I've kind of seen both. Like we had a couple experts I interviewed who are more Lyme experts and what they've this? often found is like uh, S- Scott Forgerson and Jabron Moore both cool. talked about Lyme. Scott, Scott,
0: Scott is great. I know you and I. a mutual friend. Scott's amazing. If you're listening, Scott. So thank you for, amazing. Yeah, he's smart. So what did he say? What's his verdict on it?
1: Well, they both had a little different version. He said in his Lyme community, because he's mostly Lyme, is like they'll find out they have Lyme and then later find out they had mold. And that mold probably weakened their system to get... You know, get the lime. Actually, Jabin said something pretty similar. He's thinking, like if you're you have a background of mold and your immune system is weak, oh, wait, no, he said the opposite. So he thinks he was exposed to lime as a child. He lived kind of like out in the country uh, and then later lived in a moldy basement apartment. and then the, that allowed the lime to kind of surface. So they're similar kind of stories. So you may you may be exposed to mold, get really sick and then later find out uh, you also have Lyme, or you may find out you have Lyme, and then later find out you have mold. Mold very much damages the immune system's ability to handle these different pathogens. So it could be in you, and you're controlling it, and then it goes bananas later, or you know s- some version of it. I, mold is just such an incredible disruptor on so many levels, like the brain, the immune system, inflammation, mast cells. So it can just manifest in so many things. And usually by the time you figure out you have mold, because most people, you're a little different, Evan, I think you found out fairly quickly, because you were in, a, in this new house, but most people have been in mold a long time, don't realize it, and then by the time they find out they have mold, they find out they also have, like, 10 other diagnoses, right, that's how I was, like, now I had Epstein Barr, now I had parasites, I had Candida, like, I had a laundry list of stuff, because my my host had become so weakened from the mold that everything else went crazy and just thrived,
0: Yeah, and people may hear what you said and go, well, crap, that's the reason I don't want to hear too much information. People get overwhelmed by summits and events or masterclass because you know, somebody says one thing and the other person says the opposite. But I want to make it clear that both situations are totally valid. Meaning, as you said, you could have tick bites early on or even have sexual transfer. We know that Lyme spirochetes Mm. go through sperm. So a male could give a female Lyme via sexual intercourse. Mm. And so you could have Lyme. And then you get exposed to mold and get sick. You could have mold, then get a tick bite, then get sick. So don't be confused. Don't be frustrated if people say the opposite thing. All roads lead to Rome. And in this case, when we're talking about chronic fatigue and brain issues and all that, it can happen both ways. I think it probably... It was all of it. I I had mold exposure as a kid. I had tick bites as a kid. I had mold exposure as an adult. I had tick bites as an adult. So for me, I think I just had a quadruple whammy which wrecked me. Mm. And so you mentioned the brain. What can you tell us about mold in the brain?
1: Yeah, I'd say that's one of my most fascinating learning experiences from interviewing all these experts. Like these are really like the people on the forefront of this conversation. You know, Jill Carnahan, Margaret Christensen, Mary Ackerley, um, Eva Detco. Like, the, and so, well, something emerging in this field that I thought was really exciting is many of them are saying like first prepare the body to even take on treatment, like calm the nervous system, work on the brain. Because if the brain has been going, dealing with this giant stress of mold, not only dealing with it, but it's actually getting exposed, like the mycotoxins come through the nose, right into like the limbic system brain, um, through this like, you know, that's so vascularized, right? It just goes right up into the through the nose, into the brain, like so fast so that that limbic system gets damaged like really quickly. And then other parts of the brain can can be as well. So mycotoxins, which are kind of a toxin emitted by certain molds travel really really well. So they they're going right through that blood brain barrier. They're helping break it down and they're doing damage in there. And so one of the problems that some patients encounter and I think you're a bit in this category is like they become very sensitive to supplements, sensitive to sounds, smells. So they're trying to get better, but they can't really handle anything new coming into their body. Their body's just on high alert. So one of the kind of emerging theories is work first on calming the nervous system um, so that you can take in some of the therapy. So it's it's really, really interesting. It, it helped me personally understand my own journey with mold, uh, learning how much the brain can be. So areas of the brain are either going to become like shrunken or inflamed in either way, they're not going to work well. They're either going to be like over responsive or under responsive. And in my mold experience, like I just had so much chronic anxiety um, and just reactiveness. And I'm really still just, I think, getting over it now. And I was pretty hard on myself about it. Like, you know, not I felt, you know, I kind of judged myself for not like showing up a certain way that I wanted to show up. Like, why am I always so anxious? Why am I this way? And kind of learning about, okay, you, I had brain damage. Like, that was the best I could do. You know, I was just reacting based on that. So the brain is an organ and, and how we show up in the world is sort of an expression of how that organ's working. So it did help me have um, some kindness for myself you know, and I'm, I'm way out of my mold experience, so I hope that so people who listen to this event and are dealing with some of the same emotions, overreactions, anger, are like, oh, you know, my brain is really affected. And A, I need to take extreme measures, like you did, to protect myself and I need to be kind to myself and I need to find different ways to support my brain nutritionally, with like meditation, with fresh air. Um, There's lots of ways, luckily, Uh, but a big part of what's happening is the body is so overstimulated that it needs to learn to calm back down.
0: Yeah, when I'm in the woods, I don't have any symptoms or any reactions. I feel amazing. Like if I'm out of my property, I'm hanging out next to a big cedar tree um, watching a creek um, listening to the birds like I feel perfect and then I go in the city and I'm around all these power lines and cell phone towers and smelly people and cars and moldy buildings it's like whoa I do not fit in there's a country song I remember listening to years ago Josh Turner it was something along the lines of like uh, he, he lived in the city but doesn't fit in anyway he was country boy at heart long story short I am like repelled by the city. And I was always that way. But of course, with everything going on, I'm more repelled by the city. Country is where you can get fresh air. And I think that people take air for granted. When you become sensitive like this, you realize just how hard it is to find pure air. I mean, you go in the parking lot, you're smelling diesel, you're smelling gasoline. Mm -hmm. You go in a grocery store, you're smelling VOCs, you're smelling laundry detergent, you're smelling dryer sheets and fabric softeners. And so, you know, part of it is like, well, I am sensitive. I'd like to reverse those sensitivities. But at the other side of the coin there, we're the canaries in the coal mine. And we are evidence that we live in a toxic stew of over 80,000 different chemicals, newborn placental and umbilical cord blood is being tested. And there's over 200 chemicals in a brand new baby firstborn mm, yeah you know so what I mean sad. like newborns are incredibly toxic and I've tested so many people and Ugh. the most toxic people on planet earth right now and I can say this with confidence after th- testing over a thousand people using chemical profiles heavy metal screens and mycotoxin screens most toxic people on planet earth are children age 10 and below and it's alarming. It's hard
1: to hear. Yeah. It it's really alarming. is. Yeah. Uh, you,
0: you know, the autism numbers now are depending on what state some are in the teens, meaning 1 in 18, 1 in 19, uh, children have autism, but I'm also seeing the average even officially from the CDC is in the mid 20s now. Like one kid in every single classroom has autism now, which is absolutely insane. Did anyone yeah. hit on that any kind of neurodevelopmental issues in in regards to the brain and mold?
1: No, we didn't have any pediatric speakers, no, but we well, could I'm get on some there. later on.
0: I'm, I'm on the summit, or I guess you call it a master class, whatever, it's a it's it's a <laughs> compilation of talks, that's what we'll, we'll call it. Yeah,
1: it's a little different in that I, I put it in an order and I have a talk every day about kind of taking you in a timeline. So, you know, there's sort of like the discovery, you went through that too, the discovery, the kind of the oh shit moment you know and there's a lot of decisions to be made at that point right and like there's a lot to learn there's a i mean you you've learned it all now but imagine in that someone especially is not familiar with this like what's the best way to test your home like what things do I need to throw away? Like, do I need to move? Blah blah blah. Like, there's a million questions. So I try to take it in an order. I also just wrote a book about toxic mold that will come out around the same time. And I just, you know, since I went through the whole, whole process, I just kind of take you start to finish through through it uh, and through all the messiness of, you know, all the things. Um, but yeah, nature immersion is definitely one option. There's a great book about it. I think it's called the the guide to uh, the guide to I forget uh, I can't look it up on Amazon there's, cool, a, there's like, a million
0: there, there's last child in the woods you know there's books on forest bathing I mean duh I mean you look at the Amish you know I've been doing some research on the Amish for my fatigue course and did you know so mm-hmm. just for comparison Americans depression is the number one leading cause of disability in the United States depression did you know the Amish have less than 1% depression and anxiety combined
1: depression anxiety
0: both less than one percent in the amish community so i look at that and i go okay well what are they doing well number one some of the old world amish they do not have indoor plumbing so good job there's no water leaks if you don't have indoor plumbing that's a great point yeah so that's cool number two generally they don't have or use electricity they will use propane so they're away from emf Mm. they they may use a hardwired landline some of them phone lines are okay um, they are outside all the time because they're typically gardeners and farmers and they're working on the land They don't use cars. They don't really go into the city much. So they're away from pollution So I mean I look at the Amish and I really respect some of the lifestyle things that they do and they don't really have much sickness So it's
1: yeah, it's yeah pretty nuts.
0: now you mentioned uh, Mary Ackerley and I know she's a psychiatrist. I need to interview her I haven't yet, but I do know yeah. that, you know, she's put out this kind of term like your brain on fire And so you mentioned some parts of the brain are shrinking some parts of the brain are inflamed and so really when you learn about this it kind of gives you more compassion for society because you look at all these crazy people and you realize that they may be crazy but they're crazy because of a root cause this is not a deficiency of antipsychotic medication or antidepressant or bipolar medication these are the drugs that are used but reality these people have their brain on fire and they have mold rage and they may have Bartonella and Babesia and Lyme Mm -hmm. and all these things that are affecting them we're born into this world relatively content but it's these toxins that drive a lot of these issues even domestic abuse and suicide there's been some links between Lyme and homicide Lyme and suicide and I throw mold in that same category of toxins, Lyme being a spirochete toxin, mycotoxins being an airborne toxin, but these are all in the same category of creating brain inflammation. Is there anything that people could do like right now if they're like, okay, I'm gonna listen, I'm gonna try to maybe work some, w- with someone on this, but... Like what about omegas? What about CBD oil, cannabis? Um, Is it just binders? What about hyperbaric oxygen therapy, IV vitamin C? I mean, are there any tools that you came out of this like crap, that's a smoking gun. I need to implement that tool.
1: You know, another piece of good news is it's like a huge toolbox. This is a huge toolbox. Like if a client comes to me and they say they've tried everything, I'm like, "No, you haven't." <laughs> like, you know, have you tried living in the woods for a month? Have you tried red light therapy? Because a lot of people are supplement sensitive. So, I'm a big fan of all the techniques. I am into supplements too, but for me, moving lymph was like huge for me. I dry brush when I was my sickest. I was dry brushing every day. I was also meditating every morning. Does that do much? Like dry brushing? I, I've yes. had a dry
0: brush like so when you're doing it are you feeling something immediately or is this like a cumulative effect
1: you feel something immediately some energy left what uh, if you just do I
0: this like what if you don't have the brush but you're wanting to just like move your lymph with your hands like you're squeezing yourself and moving like downward are you supposed to move downward move upward
1: yeah I was gonna say you did it the wrong way on your arms Which way always do you do? towards your heart
0: towards the heart okay so yeah. if I'm moving stuff towards my heart I mean what should I notice and how would that compare to like an infrared sauna
1: you can do it with your hands a little bit. They also, if you go on YouTube, like there's some little lymphatic techniques you I've can seen learn. these. You can
0: pump here, right? Don't you have a pump yeah. for your lymphatic system, like right above your clavicle?
1: Yeah, for the, the drainage from your head, which is a really important area to drain, right? For the sinuses, the brain, all of it. The whole neck area is like so important for it to keep, you know, lymph moving. And you can so come towards your heart.
0: So I have seen some yeah. self-massage people of people going from like their jawbone down towards the heart, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I got lymphatic massage when I was my sickest too, which is like almost this gentle like pinching. Man, that moves some stuff. And I don't hear people talking about that hardly at all.
0: What did you feel? Did you feel any kind of like a, I hate to call it a die-off reaction, but did you feel some sort of a reaction, like a worsening of symptoms when you moved around your lymph? Yeah,
1: I had a Hertz reaction bad the first time. I wasn't prepared and I hadn't taken any binders. So I was like, whoa. But it was kind of good because it let me see that that lymphatic massage really did something. So yeah, I mean, the toxins are getting, Stored every sort of place because they're everywhere and there's too many of them for the body to deal with. So, when you start mobilizing, as long as you're not mobilizing faster than you can handle, like kind of happened to me on that lymphatic massage, and I wasn't prepared. But as long as you're moving them at a rate that you can handle and you're not feeling worse, because then if you're feeling worse and you're not pooping out the toxins, you're not getting them out. They're just getting back in and getting, you're getting more symptomatic. So you have to be careful of that. But I really love lymphatic mobilization, you know, trampoline, stretching, um, just different kinds of movement. Um, I did have a hyperbaric oxygen for a while. Uh, I have a sauna. Yeah, coffee and my
0: did anyone talk about hyperbaric? And is that able to? I know, like with traumatic brain injury, it can, can completely reverse the damage. Mycotoxins, I would assume, is some level of traumatic brain injury, even though people might not classify it as that. Did anyone talk about hyperbaric? And
1: no, but I systems? can tell you about it because I own okay. one for a year. Um, so I I own one and I, it was a nice quality one, um, but I didn't have an extra tank for like breathing into. So it was just increasing my the oxygen level through compressed air. You're saying you did hours. not have
0: the oxygen concentrator with the face mask on that's pumping pure oxygen into you. You didn't have yeah, that part. Yeah, I
1: hadn't bought that. I just bought it with the regular thing.
0: So you probably wasted some of your time then, because I hear that that's like the magic sauce. That so you got to have that oxygen concentrator. I think
1: you kind of do. Yeah. So. Uh, But at the time, I I will say in the beginning when I had it, I also had die off. So I know it was doing something. I actually feel like I had more like of a viral or maybe even Lyme because I've never really tested for Lyme, like die off. It was very interesting. Like I was not doing well and I was staying with my parents and they're like – maybe it's that oxygen chamber and then I looked into it and I was like oh because people actually use it for lime and you can't go too fast in the beginning so I think I was having some viral dive because it it gets oxygen into your tiniest capillaries where that stuff can be hiding so I think it did work for me the most at the beginning um, but then I think I really needed I had, it was at a point where I was like I either need to buy the oxygen tank and the mask or get rid of it and I decided to get rid of it I just wasn't using it enough I didn't feel like to I think it was another like 1200 bucks to get the oxygen tank going and there's kind of a weight. Right. Yeah, so I just decided in that moment to, like, let it go. Um, But I think it would have worked better if I had the tank. Um, So I had it throughout having a concussion, actually, (laughs) which is coincidentally. I had the the chamber. And I will say it's, like, calming – but it was interesting with a concussion. Like you would think, oh, lucky you, you've got the tank. But really, for me, why I wasn't healing was because of my neck was so messed up. So I personally needed a chiropractor and cranial sacral to heal my concussion. It, 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 the means always need to like fit right the the end or vice versa, <laughs> whatever. So. It's just like with other areas of medicine, so it's you have to kind of know what is exactly blocking your healing. And, and in my case, it wasn't getting oxygen to the brain; it was like the brain couldn't couldn't drain. So I had a lot of good experience with like just learning like the pros and cons of hyperbaric.
0: Okay, and you think the when you say brain draining, you're thinking a lot of that is reg- regarding the lymph, or that's referring to the lymph drainage when you say draining? Yeah. Or the, the cranial is yeah. helping that as well.
1: Yeah, I just had a very tight neck. I just wasn't, you know, especially at night, right? Your brain has to clean itself and and drain itself. And I just, I was too tight in my neck to have that drainage, especially at a time where I had an injury and really like intense, um, you know, stuff to clean up in the brain. And it just, it was like day after day, it couldn't clean up. It was like ground, it sucked. It was like groundhog day. It's like, and it kind of occurred to me after about a month, I'm like, I, I just feel like something isn't isn't moving and a friend suggested a chiro like a really gentle chiropractor network chiropractor and and then everything started to change for me wow
0: yeah i mean so bridget what she's referring to is Uh, There's been some recently This is very recent science but there's been some functional MRI studies looking at people's brains while they sleep and you can actually see that the brain is literally bathing itself. There's sort of this oil change if you will of your cerebral spinal fluid that happens at night and part of this is involved with the glymphatic system and this is only a system that works at night while you're sleeping and so so many people that have sleep disruption due to blue light and EMF and caffeine and stimulant medications and mold wrecks your sleep. I've had some of the worst nights of sleep ever when we got out of our house and we got into a hotel that was moldy. It took us 3 tries to find a room in the hotel that wasn't moldy. The first two rooms, how I knew they were moldy? I couldn't sleep. Do you have any experience mm. with with sleep issues and mold?
1: Uh yeah. Again, I don't think I knew it cuz I was in such a moldy house for so long. So a lot of symptoms I had, I didn't realize that okay. I had. But yeah, you make less melatonin generally? Um, when you're supposed to mold, there's just so many ways your hormones and body systems are disrupted, but one is like, you're, you're probably going to be making less melatonin. Um, so yeah, you're not going to sleep at the time when you need it the most. So I'm, I'm a big fan of sleep aids and doing whatever you need to do to get a night's sleep because it's so restorative.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm really impressed with how far you've come, even just doing this interview with you, your brain sounds more clear. I remember when mm-hmm. you first had, I don't know if it was. Cut concussion or what the timeline of it was but you sound much more clear with okay. like, your speech you sound like you're with it you, you don't sound like your mouth and brain are in two different locations which I sometimes do you sound like you're you're on point so I think this is a true testament to the fact that as much as these things can bring you down you can recover from it and I think you've done great by moving because you were in the Pacific Northwest which is a terrible place to be in regards to mold and here's some other bad things there I won't get into the details here, but uh, people can probably assume. Uh, but yeah, I got now- out
1: at great timing. <laughs> I got out at great time. Yeah, and you really encouraged me. I remember that conversation still, um, where and that's something I really admire about you, Evan. You're, you really follow your intuition, and you're like, if you even have a five percent gut feeling that you need to move, you need to move. And I was like, wow. That is a powerful statement, and I know you act on it quick. Like that's something I really like about you. And we did make that decision uh, right around then. But we finished out the school year for my son. But then we were like, we even like broke our lease that we were in before we moved, and we're just like, we we have to go. Like do 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 what you want (laughs) to us. (laughs) So uh, and it worked out amazing. So that's a big theme of my book and the event. Like it's just such a traumatic thing to go through.
0: It is. Um. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, just no hearing success stories, like, and and really, like, there's some beautiful things that can come out of it. I interviewed like five clients. And I, I didn't really know what they would say, because, you know, I'd never really done that before. And it couldn't have been m- more like moving and heartfelt. Like one of my clients, it was so bedridden, like couldn't work, he had like worked in Hollywood and all this stuff. And um, so he started volunteering, like on a phone line for people who are in crisis and he was like so good at it Like people would call back to like ask for him and stuff wow. and because he had gone through this right he had so much empathy so he gave back to like other people in crisis not not mold crisis he didn't even know he had mold for like years like it, he was people were doctors would just tell him like you're crazy basically like you're you're hypochondriac um, but eventually he found the mold but yeah i just think i think yeah, there's other stories like that where it's just like people kind of use this as a way to like grow and give back it's it's amazing
0: which sounds kind of corny to the average person like the whole what doesn't kill you makes you stronger like when I hear stuff like that I'm like that's bull crap. what doesn't kill you makes you sicker like if you get in a car wreck and your neck's permanently screwed and your knees broken and you're on crutches like you're not stronger you're weaker and if you get exposed to all these chemicals you're not stronger you're weaker so I, I, I kind of poo pooed that statement of that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger but Upon going through all this myself, and as you mentioned, it is traumatic. This is a form of trauma, certainly one of the biggest ones because your safety net of your home environment or your office or your children's school is uprooted. I was like, how could that make me stronger? But on the other side of this, you learn a lot of lessons about who are toxic people, who are not toxic Mm. people. Um, There's an emotional component to this, meaning that. If your bucket is already so full of toxins, you can't afford emotional toxins. So therefore, it's a very therapeutic process in terms of cleansing your life, not only from uh, pharmaceuticals or laundry chemicals or chemicals in your home or your cleaning products, but the emotional toxins that are coming in from negative family members, spouses, siblings, um, bosses. You know, It's been an amazing process for me to be able to go through and do an inventory of what can I actually handle and who can i actually handle and who can i tolerate and who do i want to tolerate and who do i want to allow in because as you know bridget and as many other people know when you're getting rid of stuff that's not just physical stuff like couches and clothes that's emotional stuff too Mm -hmm. that's emotional junk that's physical junk that's spiritual junk there's a lot of junk you got to clear if you want to get better from this
1: a hundred percent. That's well said. And yeah, I, again, one thing I admire about you is like how willing you were to do that, you know, I, but I think it's totally valid that people go into it kicking and screaming too. Like it's hard, like it's hard to get rid of all your things and they have meaning to you and like you worked for them and you earned them and all that. But it also is very cleansing and liberating, like you said, on, on the other side of it. And yeah, you, there's like only only so much bandwidth you have. It Yeah. I have a whole chapter in my book about that. It's like, great. Now's the time to like evaluate your life. What do you want, want to keep? Where do you want to go? I mean, if I've had clients like move across the country, like do totally, you know, change their career. Uh, you can see that this happened with COVID too, right? Like people stopped going into the office, and then later, like, I don't want to go back <laughs> to going into that office, right? So anytime there's a change, it gives you a chance to evaluate what's working and what's not I sold my clinic during you know when I moved away and that's something I would wanted to do for a long time and like I'm so happy I did that so it's yeah there's always an opportunity yeah and it doesn't mean you enjoy every minute of it but it I want people to know like yeah this is really rough right now but there's gonna be a happy ending
0: I think there definitely can be and this is a great event I'm a speaker on this event, and so even if you just wanna come for my talk, fine, but I'm sure there's much better, smarter people that are on there than me, so I would encourage you to check it out. As you mentioned, you've got Jill Carnahan. Scott's an incredible guy, so definitely check out Scott's talk. You've got Mary Ackerley, who's a psychiatrist, talking about the neuropsychiatric manifestations of mold and mycotoxins, so that's just incredible because your average psychiatrist is prescribing medication, which is only masking the symptoms and not getting to the root cause, and that's why Uh, in my clinic, I've had to become almost a therapist, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, uh, you know, all all at once because they go to their psychiatrist and they get told they just need to change their medication. They don't get told, hey, you've got to get rid of that uh, moldy uh cabinetry where you had this big plumbing leak or you've got to figure out what's going on in your crawl space they're not talking about that so i think someone like mary, mary is she's a rare breed and, and the fact that she is an md psychiatrist but yet she's experienced and educated on mold so i'm gonna have to listen to that one myself and we'll give the link to people we're gonna just put it as evanbrand.com slash toxic so we'll just do with that, because you're calling it the Toxic Mold Masterclass. Is that right? Yes, yes. Okay, so we'll make the link for you guys. We'll put it in the show notes too on your podcast app. So it'll be evanbrand.com toxic. You can go, it'll be free to watch, right? And then you can purchase? Yes.
1: Yeah, and when you purchase, yeah, you got all the transcripts and slides. And you know, we had uh, everyone, I think we have one talk without slides. And that was a big ask of all you experts, <laughs> but I really enjoyed it being in a slideshow because, especially if your brain isn't working great, just to have something to like read and like visually and like go back to it later. And we, you know, we've got talks on rem- remediation and home testing too. So it's it's a great resource because it is a a long journey. So just having it to go back to and be like, okay, now I'm ready for this step. Let me go back and um, you know, read the guides and read the transcripts and stuff is helpful.
0: Yeah, and I rarely do guided lectures like that so if you guys want to see it I think that's where some of the real gold nuggets that I have to teach will be displayed I've only done a few of those because I just generally do off-the-cuff podcasts like this but I did one for Great Plains I did a practitioner training for all the medical docs and naturopaths that, that wanted to see Great Plains so I did a, a practitioner training for them and it was like highly reviewed I'm like oh crap maybe I need to be doing these like slideshow lectures more than just the the off-the-cuff so if you want to see a style like that i think you'll enjoy it you'll get a lot from it and uh, bridget and i covered a lot of ground so just if you're listening go register for it now before you forget and there will be typical model where you'll have access to the free but then you can purchase it but just go do it now on your phone while you're listening register for this thing if you're a human being you probably live in some sort of dwelling even if you're in a (laughs) yurt or a tiny home It's still a dwelling that likely has windows and doors and plumbing and all of that. Now, if you're just completely off the grid living in a hammock, maybe this won't help you, but maybe it will because the reason you had to go off the grid into a hammock is because you were so sick from mold or other issues. So I would just encourage every human being listening to check it out. And even pets, if your dog is sitting in your lap right now listening, then your dog needs to hear this too, because we've seen issues with uh, lipomas, mysterious Mm -hmm. cancers popping up. There's a lot of... Pet illness that is totally related to the indoor environment. These poor animals are breathing in the same toxins that you're breathing in, and they're smaller. So your, you know, twelve pound Shih Tzu and your thirty pound Mini Golden Doodle—they're still breathing in these same mycotoxins. So if your pet is having illness, fatigue, other problems, even heart problems, we've seen brain problems, cancers, all sorts of crazy stuff. Pets are susceptible to this as well. So I highly encourage you to check it out. And Bridget, you're amazing as always. It's always great to chat with you. And uh, give us any other links, websites, podcasts. Where else can people check you out?
1: Yeah, my main site is BridgetDanner.com. If you know, you just want to get right to it, we've got mold blogs and, and on there, and some like free mold books right on there. And yeah, just as a reminder, because I know you recorded a long time ago, Evan, you covered, you showed some test results, some protocols you do, and then you went through the home and talked about like, non toxic materials, your favorite air filter, your favorite water filter. So it was pretty rich. So if people want to catch that, that's what you'll be getting.
0: And yeah, and you can get it for free and you can purchase the event. I would purchase it. It's cheap compared to the value you're getting. If you wanted to hire Mary or any of these practitioners, you're looking at 500 bucks to a thousand an hour, if not more, to hire these people. So if you can get all that for like a fraction of it, it's actually underpriced. And actually
1: on money savings, like, because I made so many mistakes in remediation that cost me like literally thousands of dollars like that. We lost two cars, you know, that's just for starters, like... You just make mistakes when you don't know things. Well, you know, um,
0: and I don't. I don't remember if I talked about this, but you know, I spent twelve thousand dollars on an enzyme-based remediation, and it didn't work. And now I found exactly. the remediation model that works. That's less than a thousand bucks. Assuming there's some other variables we have to talk about, but yeah, I mean, I like you said, I, I have lost tens of thousands.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so we we've been people who've been through it. So it's not. Yeah. We're just saying like. Literally, you can save money and time. People go through the wrong treatments too, right? Do the wrong things or don't treat certain things. And then you're adding like more years onto your poor quality of life. So yeah, I'm excited to spread the awareness and just to help help people get better.
0: Well, you're doing a great job. And I think this is an incredible chance for people to understand what is wrong with society so many things are going wrong you've got the obesity rate the depression rate the fatigue rate the suicide rate the murder rate and record homicides I mean everybody's going freaking nuts and obviously there's a lot mm-hmm. of factors economic factors other factors government tyranny other things that are an issue but mold is a huge variable that all of us are dealing with and most of us don't even know it so please if you have any family members yourself your children yeah your teachers your professors your your dad your doctor if they're having issues hey this this could very well be a piece of the puzzle so check it out I could rant on it all day but we'll wrap it up Bridget thanks so much for joining me and you take good care
1: great to be here Evan thank you
0: see you later all right I hope you enjoy that podcast with Bridget she's awesome definitely a great, great resource. The Toxic Mold Masterclass will have the link in the show notes. So that's on your podcast app. So if you're on Google Podcasts, if you're on Apple, Spotify, you should see it everywhere. You should see the link to where you can go register for that for free. Now, obviously you can buy it. It's crazy cheap to buy access to these talks. You're going to get not only my talk, which it's, it's more of a lecture really. Now, like I said, because you're going to see a slideshow presentation that i've created specifically for this event you're going to see dr margaret christensen you're going to see our good friend jw biava from immunolytics discussing testing you're going to see tons of other people i mean i can't even go through the whole list here jason He's a buddy of mine as well talking about emotional trauma related to the mold journey. You've got Dr. Jill Carnahan, one of the best medical doctors out there talking about treatment protocols for mold and many, many more. So check out the event, Toxic Mold Masterclass. Uh, More importantly, the Better Belly Functional Medicine Training Course. Even though it's called Better Belly, you got to realize mycotoxins affect your gut. Mycotoxins negatively affect the gut microbiome in terms of the microbial balance. Having mycotoxins in your body contributes to the pathogenic overgrowth of candida and clostridia and many other infections. And why you end up with aggression and other issues, mood issues related to mold is this. When you have mold toxin, it screws up an enzyme several things actually there's many many pathways we could dive into so i won't give you the full shebang now it's inside the better belly functional medicine training course but the short story is it negatively affects the gut microbiome promotes opportunistic bacterial overgrowth like clostridia clostridia then screws up an enzyme called dopamine beta hydroxylase this is the enzyme that naturally breaks down dopamine that system gets impaired due to mycotoxins then what happens is now you've got this buildup of dopamine, which we can measure on the organic acids test. And I'll show you how to measure this, how to read this, how to interpret it, and then how to make a protocol to fix it because it is a mess. And your psychiatrist, unfortunately, nothing against them. They just don't have a clue. And I'm gonna teach you the connection between your gut, your mycotoxins, your brain chemistry, your depression, your anxiety, your fatigue. It's all there in the course. That is my amazing... Better Belly Functional Medicine Training Course. It's open until January 16th. If you're listening to this in the future, maybe the doors are open again. You can always check the sales page and see if you can enroll. But when we hit 100 students, which is easy to do because last time we hit 350, as soon as we hit 100 new students, we're gonna cap it at that so I can keep up with you guys, make sure that I'm available because you can hire me for a la carte consults. Uh, Make sure that we're watching over you in regards to quizzes. You've got your certification. This is self-paced. So you can go at your own pace through the course, through the protocols, and you can take back your health. It's that simple. Definitely go watch the free webinar. It's about an hour and 20 minutes. It's called How to Fix Your Gut for Good. We'll have the link in your podcast app. So right in front of your face, you should see it right there. Boom. Go watch that webinar before we take it down. But that is a free webinar that you can learn about the whole step-by-step system. You'll see some of the bonuses I'm giving away. It's a great opportunity to take back your health. Start 22, bleh, can't even say it, it's too many twos. 2022. 20, Start it off with a bang. I hope you will, uh, because this is the time to take your health into your own hands, because clearly the government doesn't care about your health. They're not talking about vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, quercetin, sunlight, reducing uh, blood sugar crises. Reducing diabetes, eating clean, eating organic, getting rid of mycotoxins, using air filters and improving air quality. No, there's only a foghorn of something else that is supposedly the remedy. But it's much, much better to get yourself healthy. Regardless of what you think about it, I won't go into that today. I will just say, I want people to get healthy. So check out the course. You will love it. All right, take good care now. I'll be in touch with you next week. I will cash it in. Tonight, talk about the things that you like, girl.